Like the yeah. idea is like, not only do are you not playing as well, so I'm getting less enjoyment. It's like I have to face the reality that I could have been wrong, and, and these haters were right. <laughs> and here's the thing: I attribute that. I look like, oh, that's because I have a public platform and whatever. But I was thinking, no, everybody is going through this across the country. If you're yeah, a sports fan, everybody, your buddy, your buddies in the group chat making fun mm-hmm. of you yeah. based yeah. on whatever your take was, based on whatever your opinion was. And that gives it some extra juice. I am thankful to Nick Wright for being the bad guy in this respect and occupying that position because he he makes you care more about the outcome when that happens, which is good, except when you're actually trying to deal with real life. And it just felt like just what am I what am I doing in a way? I felt good about it because I think that's a superpower that some people have. It's a superpower that Bill Simmons cares. I mean, a lot yeah. of people in that yeah. position, I know you're contractually obligated to no. praise him even more than I am praising no, him. No, but, but but this is easy. Yeah. Like getting to know Bill and working with him and communicating with him as regularly regularly as I do, like that's the first thing that I, I learned about Bill once I got to the ring. It was like, yo, this guy absolutely still loves this shit in a way that quite frankly is pretty inspiring. Um mm. because how successful he's been meaning He's done so much successful shit, p- shit that people love, shit that he'll be remembered for forever, made a shit ton of money, okay, has a family, has all of this other stuff, and he still really cares about this shit. Like, that's one of the first things that that I noticed about him, right, Um, that was like, wow, this is really cool how much Bill is still invested in, you know, what's happening with the freaking Red Sox, you know, What's happening with the Bruins, to a lesser extent, of course, than the Celtics and the Pats. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's still really invested in that. Like, so for viewers to, to or listeners, excuse me, to get an understanding about me and my own personal biases, right? Like, at this point, the only two teams that I root for in, like, a traditional as a sports fan are the Mets and the Jets. And, you know, in a sense, like, I'm pretty lucky in that on a feelings basis because, like, they're so often bad. You can they just dismiss you. them. You just, just dismiss them so early and outright that, you know, you can't really get killed for it. But I'll mm. tell you this. I've been really invested in LeBron's career since I was like 14, damn near. Um, I'm 36 now. And I can tell y'all 2011 finals against the Mavs. Oh, I was feeling it. I was feeling it. Bruh. I was bruh, feeling it. When I tell you like, one, the night that game seven or six actually ended and, like, he had these just horrible possessions against J.J. Barrett. Like, I was seeing that in my sleep. I couldn't sleep that night, Ethan. Dude. I didn't I, watch. Be, I, I haven't watched. I basically haven't watched first take since. I've seen I, clips of Stephen A., but I could not watch <laughs> ESPN for two weeks. I didn't watch first take. I yeah. did just straight up quit first take because of Skip Bayless. Like, it was misery. Dude, I've been avoiding First Things First, my favorite sports talk show, and I missed the glorious because moment that happened and thankfully did not get uh, Chris Broussard in too much trouble because I've yeah. been avoiding it. Because and of I the Brock Purdy the, conversation, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess I knew. I knew Nick would be doing his, he would be doing his victory <laughs> dance. Um, but back then I felt the same way. It was wrapped up with all this other stuff because I was in my 20s. 
I'm this sort of, you know, this this nerd, and I want to show up these old fogies right. who feel he's, like he's not LeBron the gene and the violated the tradition, yeah, some, and I right. liked what he did. I liked right. that he violated the taboos, because when you're young, right. that's fun. And then you get a little bit older, and you realize that, yes. okay, there was something to their perspective, you know? There was something like, to it. Like, I probably would feel the way now that I felt about it then, but it would come at least with more of an effort to understand, understand. the other yeah. per perspective as opposed to just going, oh, you guys are just idiots or but you're you small But you know what I will say where we were wrongheaded in, in our youth about mm -hmm. the LeBron thing and the brow beating that we did to the old people and how out of touch and yada, yada, yada. Um, I feel like we're still chasing the juice Mm. The feeling from that first, those first few Miami Heat years, because oh, so the 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 legitimate sports people don't know. People like, don't know. It was legit, like it was young insane. people. Sane. Young it people was could and not we even got imagine that with, hate without oh. the shit that the older fogies were sort of, um, you know, no. fomenting. We we're couldn't have got it, it without them. This is a theme of mine that we want to change things, but then we 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 don't. Oh, get, I miss it so much. We, we need things. something to rebel against. Like I want everybody. I I have evolved to the point where I want everybody to play their role. Do your job. I hate when a college administrator or a dean just starts sounding like the students when the yeah. students start protesting. Like, no, no we need an you're enemy. supposed to. Yeah, you're they supposed need an to enemy. be the dean. Give them one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> then we're just all lost. We're just floating yeah. through space and it's all chaos. Yeah. Like, no. And, we and, need, and, that's, the, and that's the thing, yeah. Ethan. We needed that because like so 2016 definitely had that juice. Um, it mm. was a different juice. Because Steph was this new thing and the Warriors were yeah. this new thing. But I'm telling y'all, I promise you, from 2010 to about 2013, what was happening in and around LeBron James and the Miami Heat team, like there's there's no way to describe it. That no. people in Memphis, like they went to Memphis and people booed them. People what? were throwing shit. The, the Utah Jazz were pissed at, like every arena wanted to kill these people. Yeah, it was it I was mean, incredible. <laughs> there was it's like that era is done and it's over. Yeah. And that era of sports writing, there was yeah. frankly less racial sensitivity. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I back then I was, was like, oh, my God, you know, this this needs to end. This is crazy. And then when it swung the other way and it's just like, this is too this precious. Is less this is fun. too insane. Yeah, this is we got to be able to we got to be able to call a guy a bum if he's playing like a bum. You know, this is too sensitive. But back then, just people did not care. And it was a much different conversation. Some of the signs they held up in Cleveland when he came back Ooh. were just, oh, Lord, have mercy like, on my not, soul. It would not happen again like that. And, uh, hey, I miss those days. Bruh, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> Yo, Ethan, so, again, our mutual homie, Brian Windhorse, was at LeBron's first game back in Cleveland.